0: All right, what you're about to hear now, guys, is our conversation, myself and Rob, minutes before walking into the theater to experience Endgame. We took a quick break, sat in the vehicle, did a little wrapping session, kind of what we thought we were going to see, what we hoped we were going to see, what we thought the plot devices would be. This is that conversation. Predictions? For Endgame? Yeah know what I can predict for this movie
1: alright so how much have you looked into
0: in terms of like theories theories and stuff? or anything
1: the biggest theory because you d- dropped a couple lines during the infinity war which leads me to the, about vision and scarlet witch you're like oh, what they have planned for those characters
0: well I know they have a show coming up Disney's gonna give them their own show on the Disney streaming service. So is that conf- Vision and Wanda, and it's confirmed.
1: Confirmed live
0: action? Oh, I don't or know. Or is about, it? It yeah, could I just be. It could be an a cartoon, animated cartoon. Yeah. So and that I, seems like a lot of what they're doing right now, because I seen that they're gonna do the What If series, but yeah. that's all cartoon or whatever. It's oh, is that
1: What If? Yeah. All of their promotional tools for all of these are using the live action, so it's making everybody like lose their minds Yeah. But when they actually start launching, like DC, what they're doing, all that shit's live action. That's that like Doom Patrol. Looks crazy. But it's all TV shows. Yeah. Right. That swamp thing looks crazy. This what if, there's going to be a bunch of animated stuff, which is great. I mean, yeah,
0: especially for what if, because that's a whole, like, crazy bag of. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. What ifs were my favorite comic series when I was a kid. I have been. That is
1: my. My next collecting, as you find kind of odds and ends yeah. through flea markets or craft malls or anything. Know that. What ifs, man? They're so interesting. Ever since I found <laughs> that one where it was, you know, what if uh, Iron Man became the Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah. yeah. That picture I sent. Yep. Ever since then, I was like, all right, what if comics
0: is? Yeah, I still have, I still have one. I have what if Rogue gained the powers of Thor? That one's awesome. <laughs> wow. Who's the? Do they alt like? Do they alternate
1: the bads too? Or like it, it's is the whole it still thing like is just it's of control. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Do you remember
0: any of the, the No, deets? It's been so long since I've read it. It's yeah. just sitting in my collection. Yeah. I don't remember any of the details. Yeah. But, um but yeah, my only other one is the left arm theory with Tony Stark and how Ooh. he's been getting his arm his left arm through all the movies has been taking a beating.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so there's a possibility that the the frailty of his left arm comes into play and what, might, what that might mean. Because if you watch Infinity War, what hand does Thanos snap his fingers with? It's that's his left hand. That's true. So I wonder if they're, they've been playing something along this whole time, just stringing this little minor detail. Because like in, I think it was Civil War, I think it was Civil War, Tony's like, my left arm is numb. Is that normal? Yeah, they've they mentioned it a lot. They have. <laughs> and then you had the thing
1: with Iron Man 2 that you had mentioned about yep. the uh The, the damage, the damage that was
0: shown up in the, his heads-up display. Yeah,
1: the one that I thought of this morning, which is... All right, so Thanos just did the snap, eliminated half of the... Universe. Universe. Everything, Yeah. So we're only thinking of, hey, what about these characters that we know... How are they going to respond?
0: Yeah. But guess what? There's characters all over the universe. And how are who they? Are
1: infinitely more powerful than anyone we've seen, you including know. Captain Marvel yeah, and Thanos. Yeah, Thanos may have
0: just pissed off a whole lot of people. Can we you imagine? that? No
1: yeah, like a Dormammu level yeah. villain comes in
0: to and be like, like an like anti-hero. Just so pissed that this happened to, hit, to all these people. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they'll touch it. That'd be kind of cool if they do touch on it and just blow you away.
1: Well, you know what made me think of it is uh, when I was doing my notes this morning and I was looking at, well, next phase. Yeah. You know what one of them is? The Eternals. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. When I was like, what's the Eternals? And I was like, oh, shit, no. (laughs) Thanos (laughs) is like the 30th listed character, which means he's like a bit. It does say he's one of the more powerful ones. He's just a Titan, though. I don't know if he's
0: actually an Eternal. I think he's a a child of the Eternal, but I'm not 100% on that. Because the Eternals is a realm that goes beyond yeah. the basics.
1: When you look at when you go to like the Eternals wiki page, yeah, it's got like the Eternals, and then it's got a few different little sub factions. One of them is Titans. Okay, Thanos is one of like five of them. Yeah, so you got to think he just eliminated half of them yep. from existence. <laughs> so I'm assuming the other half. Is gonna be pretty. Yeah, probably not too happy. And if not, then the ones he eliminated, like they're somehow secretly not actually eliminated. Like he didn't snap Dormammu out. He might have put him to like he might have taken away one version of him from the multiverse or whatever. Yeah, it's. I I hope they go weird.
0: I hope they go weird too because I want to just be like,
2: holy (laughs) shit, I didn't see any of this coming. I know.
0: And it's so weird to do that to people though on like the basic comic book level. Love it. Because they're just. You know that not everybody is up to the weirdness that comic books get up to, but it will be cool if they do something along those lines and just totally blow your mind. Surprise characters! Yeah. What do you think about surprise characters? Like who do you think might pop up and you'd be like, "Holy shit!" Like a Wolverine, for instance, or something along those lines. Deadpool. Deadpool.
1: I just don't know if if it would be a character that we've already encountered or if it would be. They're going to try to surprise with a character we haven't, because they, maybe they played Captain Marvel so out front, yeah, to make it be like, hey, that character's coming. But there could—I I honestly think it's going to be something we haven't seen in comic book form brought in. Do we see Silver Surfer? Like, I guess he was in yeah those, but like, do we see Adam Warlock in this one?
0: Ah, that's yeah, a good we'll one. Put that's a, a good he's one. Supposed to have been created now, so yeah, do we get to see him.
1: That's a. That's probably the way they'll go. Like now, what is that character? He is, is he? He was powerful? created by the
0: Sovereign. He's extremely powerful. Like what? Like, like he. What he, is he, he? Frieza? Like I don't <laughs> understand. Like what level he is? Like
1: they. Because you read about him and it's like Adam Warlock created in 1962. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So anyone who's you know 50 plus years old, they're up in like god tier yep. level in Marvel. He's supposed universe. to be able to
0: spank Thanos. You know, that's yeah. that's the way he comes off.
1: Yeah, so, th- they, I mean, they just he just wiped out half the th- yep. of the Sovereign, right? Yeah. I'm sure they're not going to be very happy. <laughs> they seem like a race that, they love yeah, themselves. They, they used
0: to hate the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Now yeah. they fucking hate Thanos for sure. Yeah. I hope Drax, did Drax get? Yeah, Drax is gone. Oh, man. The only, I think the only one that survived out of that crew was Ra- Rocket. Yeah. He's the only one. All right, I hope Rocket delivers the kill. What about <laughs> Groot? Did he go away? Groot's gone. Oh man. To dust. Quill's gone to that's dust. Sad. Uh yeah, that whole that whole the, all the Guardians are they're gone. Yeah, what is except Steve- for if you consider um Nebula. Nebula's still around. Yeah,
1: what did Steve say? He said all of the phase two heroes and on are pretty much gone. Are gone except for Rocket Rocket Nebula. and Nebula. Wow, that's a crazy way
0: to go with it. Take it right back to the beginning.
1: Except yeah. Well winter
0: soldier's gone. So he's not in yeah. there. Black Panther. Black Panther's gone. The only Spider one that's maybe? left is uh, Michonne from The Walking Dead, who's like his bald-headed
2: bodyguard. With his yeah, spear.
0: Mboku or whatever. Yeah, he's still uh, there. Yeah, her and, and I, think I think his sister is still alive. The big guy too, the Gorilla King. Oh, gorilla. yeah, from the uh, Jabari. Yeah, the Jabari guy. He's still out. Th- I didn't notice yeah, he that is. he's yep. still there. He's one of the
1: ones that was listed
0: under. Okay. I remember.
1: Yeah cuz that whole thing's happening too. I mean that that battle in uh, Wakanda
0: doesn't go away. Yeah, it's still happening just, just because, because half the people went away. <laughs> wait, did we just win? <laughs> oh wait, peace. We're going to hold on a second. Let's uh count things up. All those crazy mutant dog four-arm creatures. Y'all need to stop for a second. It's like that tale from the
1: uh one of the world wars where like on Christmas Day everybody stopped fighting and had like a soccer match in the middle of it. Everyone's just kind of like singing Kumbaya for a little while, figuring out if are we are we a team now? So so we can no but they're all they all work with thanos i mean they, yeah you know like
0: and they did they did thanos is gone uh if thor <coughs> thor killed thor, him yeah oh okay technically thor killed him it, it, at least i'm pretty sure t- he said you should have aimed for the head but that means he still was able to get the stamp off, but I'm pretty sure he still died. Yeah, because wh- how else would he teleport to a cabin on the most
1: magnificent ocean you've yeah. ever seen, <laughs> overlooking a, the first sunrise yeah. in a thousand years or yep. whatever?
0: I mean, that's what he said he wanted to do, Yeah, but was that just his heaven? Or whatever you want to say, his
2: afterlife. Interesting.
1: I guess we would find out if he turns around, like they, say they start the movie, he turns around, and Gamora standing there. Yeah. Well, cuz she's technically dead too yeah. cuz he threw her down there. He threw her so he, his version of heaven could consist of her as a daughter who actually like appreciates him for what he did. And it would be like a weird way of looking at it and then you probably have to look into necromancy
0: at that point. Ugh. What character in the galaxy I think we're ultimately going to get into necromancy at the end of this movie for sure. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are dead that have to come back. Yeah,
1: it's, I mean, it's going to be time. They've already played with time so much. I don't think there's another way. I just
0: hope it's uh, not. I just hope it's not um, disappointing how they do do whatever they do. If it's just yeah. like a very simple, um, that I don't know if that's going to be satisfactory. Bury it, right?
1: Like make it something that I should have seen coming. Yeah, but I didn't. I couldn't. Don't, see it don't just pull out a random character out of a black hole at the very end who you know bitch slaps. Existence back together, you know. Puts it back. I want something where it's like if I had watched this movie and I had you know was in my living room and I was stopping it and I was writing shit down like I do when I watch the other movies that I would have seen coming by the end. Yeah. Or well, I guess I wouldn't have seen coming, but I don't want to just be.
0: Yeah. I want to be satisfied. (laughs) It's been a long road.
1: All right. How's it going, guys? Uh, This is Robert. Aaron and I are just stepping in real quick because we just sat down to record both our NFL draft recap and we recorded our endgame episode for TUC versus the MCU. And we realized, well, I'm putting it on myself. (laughs) I had taken the recorder with me so we could get our first reaction and our post reaction from the movie. And when I brought it back, I forgot to switch over from the internal mics to the out uh, to the ports that we use for our board. So he's
0: basically the Bruce banner that tried to figure out time travel right now. So
1: I'm actually more of, I'm the David banner who tried (laughs) to figure out time travel. (laughs) So unfortunately, both of the episodes that we recorded today will not have the audio quality might be a little different than what you guys are used to. And it's not going to have any drops, um, throughout, but we are, we'll still cut in some audio effects and some fun stuff throughout we have all those clips we'll see what we get up to yeah nothing too crazy but anything else
0: nope let's uh get down with the show let's uh get this thing rolling
1: all right let's do it see you guys there
0: before we get started does anyone want to get out i have an army we have a hulk we know each other he's a friend from work
2: just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships they knew death was better than Bond. you got to make a sacrifice You're a laboratory experiment, Rogers. I put a bullet in my mouth and the other guy spit it out. The only thing living in this world
1: will be metal. Nobody spills the secrets because nobody knows them. The
0: city is flying, we're fighting an army of robots, and I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. I'm popping, y'all! Oh, I'll get that out of
2: oh, this is awesome. Captain America.
0: I know you, too. You're great. The Under under Channel. The Under
1: Under 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 Channel. Dr. Strange. Oh, here's the made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then.
0: The Under Channel.
1: you
2: become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet.
1: Welcome, true believers, to the Under Channel versus the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is Robert Under at my side, turning
0: knobs and man of the drops, Aaron. I'm sorry, no offense, but you're a very earthly being, okay? And we're talking about space magic.
1: And our resident Captain
2: Marvel, Steve. That is America's ass. Today we're going to be talking
1: Avengers Endgame, released on April 26, 2019 and directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. Endgame was the 22nd film to be released and is the 22nd chronologically. With half the universe snapped out of existence, the remaining cast of Earth's Mightiest Search for answers or closure. These movies have been talked to death, so we're not going to go too deep, but here's a couple points I'd like to discuss. Before the movie even started, we got to see a little... Whoa, it felt mostly like a post credit scene, but we got to see Clint Barton, Hawkeye, his family being turned to dust. Yeah, during the, the family
0: thing, yep. Living out their life.
1: That was, that was a killer way to start the movie. Yeah, because he, I mean, everyone knew going in, obviously, he's in the trailer, he's going to be represented, but what is it this time that's going to pull him back in? Mm-hmm. Or what, how are they going to paint it? So after we see Hawkeye, and we'll talk a little bit more about his story because it goes off in a whole different direction, you get to see Iron Man who is recording a goodbye message. Yeah, Captain's Log goodbye message to Pepper on... Is that Ultron's
2: head? Is no, he that's his. That that's his helmet.
0: His helmet that's from okay. his bleeding edge armor. Just <sighs> his If you find this recording, don't post it. On social media, it's going to be a real turn jerker. I don't know if you're ever going to see these. I don't even know if you're still... Oh, God, I hope so. Today's day 21. Huh? Oh, 22. You know, if it wasn't for the existential terror of staring into the literal void of space, I'd say I'm feeling a little better today. infections are on its course thanks to the blue meaning back there. Oh, you love her. Very practical. Only a tiny bit more no sadistic. I know I said no more surprises, but I gotta say, I was really hoping to pull off one last one. But it looks like. Does Nebula breathe air? Uh, It doesn't. I don't know. They don't really specify. Because She she is pretty much all android. And yeah, she pushes the food like, I don't really need this. Right. I was
1: wondering if the air thing was more selfish or more so just like him being aware, or if he was factoring her in, maybe he could live another two, three days and just didn't even realize it. But after we see those two, we see the Iron Man, we see Hawkeye. Is it okay to say five years
0: later now? Well, we didn't get to where we kill Thanos yet.
1: I hate watching movies in theaters and then trying to
0: do notes. and <laughs> you forget about what happened? You're, you're absolutely right. There was still one major piece that I didn't see it coming, to be honest with you. I didn't really understand. Well, I understood they show that the Infinity Stones were used again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So obviously within the wake of what happened in Infinity War, we have the heroes that are remaining. Some of them are trying to find their path. Some of them are trying to move on. Some of them are trying to do what they can to help people throughout the galaxy because, again, it's not just an Earth issue. But we see Thanos use the Infinity Stones one more time, and that is what they were able to trace him back to his planet. Mm -hmm. Were you guys disappointed when the initial battle with Thanos was over
0: immediately? Two minutes into the reintroduction of the character? No, I thought it was pretty cool what they did. I mean, you didn't really understand what they were gonna do. And then they just went in and took care of business. And I was them.
2: curious what the hell they were gonna do for two and a half hours.
0: Yeah, it was a great way to end it all right away, but then make you realize, like, it didn't even make a difference. Like, they wanted to get their revenge so bad, that's all they were focused on, and then when they got it, it didn't matter. And I think that's what drove Thor out of his mind and turned him into what he becomes in the movie. Because, yeah, sure, they tracked down Thanos, but what did it matter? Well, Thor comes from the realm of every hero he defeats, beating them, or
1: killing them I should say, ends whatever end of the world th- uh, thing is going on. He, right, he conquers, he yeah. wins. But in this realm, Thanos won, Thanos is done. I mean, he's burnt up, yep. which I was thought was kind of surprising to see. To well, explain he explains that. it, yeah. yeah. With, yeah. The, with him destroying the actual stones. Yep you guys happy to see that Captain Marvel didn't just uppercut Thanos head off in the middle of battle? You know, it was, that was, it it was it, still it, a team, team effort. effort when they brought him down. I mean, obviously, it wasn't just her. She couldn't just do it on her own. Yeah, it was still a, an Avengers... Tr-
2: uh, well, during the first fight, she easily overpowered him because this version of Thanos had no infinity stones or an army and he was weakened and he was weakened but he still held his own for a brief second until he, they, until he got su- choke until he got chokeholded yeah they surprised the hell out of him
0: i mean they had, and they had a total team effort you had war machine grabbing his arm holding him back you had the chokehold being applied by our girl and then uh, who was holding his hand, the other hand, so that Thor could chop it off? Rody I believe. No, Rody had the left arm. It was like, psh, one of them Or came the right in. arm. Maybe, was, was Hulk with him? Or no, Captain America was with him, so Captain America had to have been doing it. But anyway, so they chop his eye hand off, they realize he doesn't have any stones anymore, he destroyed them all, and then it's, they're basically screwed, and then here comes Thor, and he just <laughs> lops his head off. Yeah. It was pretty cool to see that too, that, that scene when they got in the ship so early in the movie, because Rocket's like, who has been to space? And Black Widow and, and Cap are looking at each other, and they're like, uh, you know? And then what I thought was really cool, was how, think of where Captain America came from and how he started off as a character way back in the 40s. He's and just a soldier, and now he's into space. Now he's in the space, and they show his eye, mm. and his eye is seeing the space come into it. It was pretty cool, I thought, how they, they did that visually. Yeah, his mind expanding, like, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> man, from
1: 1942.
0: Yep.
2: But overall, Captain Marvel's role in this movie was just perfect, where she's only needed... What? Keep going.
0: Keep going. Sorry. sorry.
2: I'll, I'll um, cut that out. Sorry. No. I, I was like, I have a joke on the screen that I was- Oh, I was super confused. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I just got- She only came when she was truly needed. It was just business and she really did She's like, I got other shit I gotta yeah, do. Yeah, there's it. a lot
0: more going on in this galaxy than you guys are even aware of. She was almost very Nick Fury-ish with all that, and which is cool because her and Nick Fury are, you know, they're tight.
2: Well, yeah, she started tearing up when she saw that Nick was one of the people who got snapped. Yeah. Do you guys think she was written out of this movie? after like the shit storm that no the...
0: no i think she was written into the
2: movie very she was written she was written she was
0: she was written in she filmed carefully.
2: all this parts before she did her solo movie the, yeah so she doesn't seem very fleshed out because russell's didn't want to take liberability of fleshing out her character more mm, that's a
1: great way to look i didn't think about it she wasn't written out of this movie she just wasn't all the way written in yeah which they made such a stink about this character when it came out in terms of her being so important and yeah not even saying powerful cuz I I hate that the issue about it's not a power thing anymore we know that there's no such thing as a power scope in the Marvel universe there's always somebody who's stronger than you Mm -hmm. until everyone can just kill each other with one hit that's the level they get at my concern was they made this huge cultural event where they were bringing this character in and this is supposed to be our new leader going into the next phase you could have cut the character out and the only thing she actually did which moved the storyline forward was flying Tony Stark back
2: to No Earth. They're what? getting fucking rained on at the end of the movie, and then they and they change the all of the, the, of the ship movie, Yeah, Dude, no,
1: just, you really think that? She, no no, I'm sorry. She made the difference. She she's a she difference flew up, maker hey, ship
2: she Dragon Balled like, her way through a ship. The no. Hulk couldn't do it? The no. no. The Hulk couldn't have done it. No. Those
1: are nuts. You think she, that, she
0: and Thor are the only two that could pull up that ship? How massive like that ship was? Yeah. That doesn't matter.
1: No, it matters. You guys are crazy. It matters. You're Everything undervaluing Captain
0: through. Marvel. I am she, never, she, not. she never she never stole, stole the
2: away. show, but it still established how powerful she is. That It was perfect. I was so there. I like that, Steve. You're right. She never stole the show, but she definitely I was afraid when we first heard about her, it was just going to be all about her. No, she was. She's in the movie for 16 minutes. That's it.
0: The weird thing that would happen with Captain Marvel too is when they were in those hologram me- meetings in the five years later part of it, Black Widow is basically video conferencing with you know her trusted people. Mm-hmm. When they all dispatched to leave, the last two to leave are Captain Marvel and Rhodey and Captain Marvel looks at Rhodey with a certain kind of look and I think says take care of yourself or something like that. Because
2: in the comics, they were a couple for a brief period of time. Were they? Yeah, so it's a little nod to that. So will they be a couple? No, it's just... just Um, You can't do an interracial couple like that.
0: You just can. Yeah, you can. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Anyways, so. I don't know. I just thought it was a cool scene. We're killing ourselves on Captain Marvel right now. We've kind of lost ourselves in terms of how the movie is. I'm, I'm going to cut that out. Don't no, no, you
1: keep that in there. That's high quality stuff there, Rob's. I'm definitely going to keep the interracial couple joke in there because
0: that's one of my strongest, <laughs> but <laughs> um, whatever.
1: No, no, you did good, Steve.
0: So they chop off Homeboy's head. Yeah, they. And we realize it's an empty victory. Five years later. So in the five
1: years since, I was having trouble understanding the way they were painting it when we first came in. Has the world moved on, no, or no. is everybody in the world coping with this? I think everybody. It's is still everyone's
2: coping. coping. Which is a
0: great scene. You have somebody who's a eternal optimist in Captain America.
2: He's doing Sam's He's job. He was doing what Sam was doing in Winter Soldier.
0: Exactly, helping out people who can't process their grief. And in what fact, one of those people is the our Russo. there is one of the Russo brothers. One the also, one of the people was the original guy who created Thanos and in the Infinity War stories and things like that. So Damn Stalin. That's pretty cool. Um, but you know, you're getting to a point where. That's a massive thing, and people aren't able to deal with it. It was nice that they they painted it that way. Like Life really didn't move on. Life still hasn't recovered itself. And the catalyst
1: to move this story forward is the one character who, in the entire universe, who didn't know what happened. Scott Lang. Scott Lang. So they showed that when the snap happened, Scott Lang was down in the quantum realm. Really convenient plot point. A rat walked across the <laughs> dashboard of the van and it brought him back. It's not a plot point. That was Rat Man. You didn't know that? Oh, that's from the Origins, man. <laughs> that was in the comic book originally. <laughs> but God, that was an interesting way to introduce that character who is such a comedic foil and it's so goofy and every single scene is written above his head to be introduced to the state of the world through his eyes with him walking back, going up to his house, knocking on the door and seeing his daughter for the first time. Being like, what the hell has been going on? I mean, can you imagine Scott Lang in that first conversation while everyone was blinked out of existence? I know you think it was five hours. You know what
0: I think it was? I think it was a contractual debate. I think that Paul Rudd played hardball with the Marvel comic universe. And he said, listen, I'm not doing your movie. I'm not doing an Ant-Man sequel. I'm not doing any of these things unless you make me the center focus point of Endgame. This movie will be a heist movie. It will be one of my movies because you guys stuck me into the heist movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All that I get to do is be a caper. I get to be a thief. I'm barely a superhero. Endgame's gonna revolve around me. And if it doesn't, I'm not doing it. Just a normal heist? Well, this time they did a time heist. And he had to break it down
1: for Tony Stark to really- I gotta fix that real quick. All right, so (laughs) the Avengers come together and kill Thanos. Thor chops his arm off and then beheads him. Five years later, we're seeing how the world is coping. Scott Lang comes back, ends up speaking to Tony Stark, and basically putting the idea in the mind is, hey, in the quantum realm, time doesn't work the same way. So if we're going to find some sort of method of us getting things back, it's going to have to be through quantum science. I thought that was a great introduction to Tony Stark's character. Getting to see, him, getting to see at that point, family. five years later, yeah, he has a daughter in place. Everything he wanted to do, well, at least in the name of Pepper, as far away from Iron Man Tony Stark as you could
2: be, old man Stark. He pretty much says what he does at the end of Age of Ultron. He's like, exactly. Maybe I go down and build, build a pepper, 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 start a family.
1: And then nonchalantly, like after dinner one night over like a a glass of bourbon on the rocks, he pulls out the hollow foil and he ends up figuring out time travel. He just does it.
0: What's new with composting? Interesting science. I figured it out.
2: By the way. And, you know, just so we're talking about the same thing. Time travel.
0: What? They should add some product placement. like Jim Bean. Jim Bean, the figure-outer of quantum physics. (laughs) Could have been like a bullet to the head where he's drinking bullet bourbon the whole
1: time. (laughs) I knew it was going to be hard talking about time travel because movies have a hard time doing it, let alone guys who weren't involved in writing the movie, you know, presenting it.
2: Wait, 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 let me ask you something. If we can do this, you know, go back in time, why don't we just find baby dance, you know, and... First of all, that's horrible. It's Thanos. And secondly, time doesn't work that way. Changing the past doesn't change the future. If we go back, we get the stones before Thanos gets them. Thanos doesn't have the stones. Problem solved. Bingo. That's not how it works. Well, that's what I heard. Wait, but who? Who told you that? Star Trek, Terminator, Time Cop, Time After Time, Caramel Wrinkle in Time, Somewhere in Time, Hot Tub Time Machine, Hot Tub Time Machine, <laughs> Bill & Ted's Excellent Adventure, basically any movie that deals with time travel. Die Hard? No, that's not what I...
1: What they determine is those stones are gone. Thanos destroyed the stones we have in our universe, but they do exist in the past. Was there ever a point when multiple stones were together in our past before this one? Yeah, they figure out that Earth had three stones at one time on it. And that was back during the events of the Avengers movie. And this is where we do our time heist, and realize that they need to have a couple different teams going to different points in the past to collect the stones together, because it can't just be one stone. Yeah, You can't just track down one stone, try to pull it from the timeline. It's gotta be all at the same time. It's gotta be one massive all
2: at
0: the same time. Exactly.
2: No, it's because they only have enough for one travel. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, it had nothing to
0: do with Thanos. Thanos was the great plot twist.
2: We got enough for one round trip each. That's it. No do overs. Plus, two test runs. <laughs> One test run. Mm,
0: you're right. You're it right. was they only they only had enough pin particles For to one put go once. Each. Yes. Yeah, so, one. but that's the thing, is they could have all gone to individual. Okay. Okay. They had so they, they had, had to split off to into the factions and right. six different factions go after six no. infinity stones all at the same time. They don't go after all of them at the same
1: time. They only go after the ones that are on Earth and they go after the Soul Stone. They don't go after all six.
0: Do they? Yeah, it's all six.
2: Yeah, they have to get all the
1: stones. Oh, yeah, what am I thinking? Why I this, was just thinking he was just trying
0: this to This Good thing stone. Rob wasn't in charge of this damn time heist. I couldn't fucking <laughs> write
1: notes down in the theater. That guy next to me was...
2: He was judging you. No, he didn't judge me. He seemed like a nice guy, but... You should have like, hey, I do a podcast. I'm going to fuck this movie up for you. Oh,
1: I, I made that guy laugh at the end of the movie. <laughs> he did.
2: Six stones,
1: three teams, one shot. All right, so let's go through the three teams from the time heist, and you guys know I use nicknames. So, (laughs) the Avengers. This team consists of Captain America, Scott Lang, and Tony Stark. This team is going to intersect the Tesseract at the end of the original Avengers movie. And there's two really nice... As well as
0: the the Mind Stone that's on Loki's staff.
2: Plus the Time Stone. What do you get to
0: Hulk yet? Yeah, I got that. It's a separate one. He goes with him. He's just not with he him. He goes and back. So the, they split it up two different
1: ways, right? You have the Tesseract with Loki. The mind staff. With this storyline, with the Avengers, you have Rogers, Lang, and Stark. And you get two different unique scenarios. You get Captain America facing off with himself in the past. Mm-hmm. And you get Tony Stark meeting his father in the past. Yes. Eventually. Because yes, he has to go back. Because well, while Captain America is doing that with the Tesseract,
0: he takes the extra juice to go back an additional jump to get more pim particles. They do that together. To, yes. Okay. Yes. You're They're right. They're at the same time. At the same That's time. The they same go together. Journey. That's I hate time travel. It even F- makes it hard to talk. You're right. Okay. That's the same journey. That's all
1: I'm trying to say. Within within five minutes of screen time, mm-hmm. Captain America is facing off against himself. And Tony Stark is meeting his father. because they all, yeah, they screw up and that's okay, so okay, I get what you're saying, okay. Keep going. In that timeline, they're going after both Loki's scepter and the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. There is a encounter with Shield. Strike Force. Strike Force and Robert Redford's Right. As well as Hydra, yep. Shield slash Hydra. At this point they're all over. And it's really fun to see the dynamic of the Avengers knowing that all of these guys are double agents. Mm-hmm. But none of those bad guys understanding it's a time travel. Exactly. I guess. Captain America saying New HYDRA. That was awesome. Was electric. That was, you know, that might have been one of the, the scenes when like, I was like... Ooh. Well,
2: because you're expecting the, another elevator fight. The right? recreation of that fight from... Uh, yeah. Was it Winter Soldier? Yeah, right? I was yeah. just like, yes, another one. And he just... It was cool how they set it up, so I was like... Oh! I was like, what a reverse twist! Yep. Especially since he does that in the end comics. And then, with the Stark encounter... The struggle Tony Stark's
1: had with his father over his life uh-huh. has been so dynamic throughout this it. entire series. And it's really fitting that the first time that Tony Stark has an opportunity to speak face to face with his father is the first time he softened to it because yeah. he's a father himself. Mm-hmm. The day before the snap happened, if Tony Stark had had that conversation. He wouldn't have been able to have that conversation. It would have been a completely different, I'm, I'm your son from the future and you wasted my life. Yeah, for something dumb. Exactly. It would have been petty. Yep. It would have looked back and said, hey, not what my father did for me and what he built for our family and our future and really the world. Yeah. The Stark name is all over the protection of the galaxy at this point.
2: How far uh, I don't know. She's at the point where she can't stand the sound of my chewing. I guess I'll be eating dinner in the pantry again. Like a little girl. girl
0: would be nice. Less of a chance she'd turn out exactly like me. What would be so awful about that? Let's just say that the uh, greater good is rarely outweighing my own self-interest. It was a good exchange. That whole scene was very, very well done. It really helped work with that dad dynamic, That. These movies really seem to play hard on. At the same
1: time, that storyline is happening, we get to see Bruce Banner, well, Professor Hulk, at this point. We don't get a lot of Bruce Banner in this movie, we get an amalgamation. Yeah, no, that's exactly the word I was going to use. Nice. Bruce Banner and the Incredible Hulk, a character called Professor Hulk. So Banner has finally been able to harness the raw physical nature of the Hulk and keep his intellect
0: intact, yep. which is really the only character growth that's possible yeah. with where the Hulk was at before. And he accomplished his goal because in the first Hulk movie, he said, I want to learn to use it, which is basically what he did. He spent a lot of time trying Didn't he trying say he wanted it. to destroy it? In the beginning, he wanted to destroy it. That then was Edward the, Norton. Yeah, in the yeah. Edward Norton movie, out. he first wants to destroy it. Then later on in the Edward Norton movie, when he's going to do the final battle, he says, I need to learn to harness it and use it. So that's kind of his whole thing throughout the rest of that movie, is learning how to use it. And then even in the first Avengers, they're like, you got to get angry. What's your secret? And he's like, I'm always angry. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's him like figuring out how to use it. And then... Throughout the rest of the movies, especially in Infinity War, he loses the ability to become the Hulk because now you have to imagine the Hulk has been humbled by Thanos. He's afraid to come out and do these fights now because before that he was in Ragnarok and the Hulk had taken over and been the Hulk for however many years on Sakaar and there was no Bruce Banner anymore, so it was an interesting way to see how Banner was trying to control the Hulk, then the Hulk took completely over, then the Hulk went away and wouldn't come back out, and Bruce Banner was completely in control, and that's how you were able to get to a point where he was finally able to really focus and, and center himself and have them be the same person at the same time. And I think that's a perfect way you describe it, of that focus and that center, because
1: who was it that the Hulk went to speak with? Yeah, he went to go speak with the Ancient One. The most centered person in the Other than universe. strange, but yeah. they they really... That was a good writing angle of taking this really disciplined version of the yep. Hulk that we've never seen. And then shoving him outside of
2: himself. Yeah, that was... Oh, I left my ass off on that one. <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah, I'm just gonna... Oh, shit! I was so <laughs> bummed it wasn't a giant Hulk astral projection, though. Do you think he can Hulk out in the astral
0: realm? Yes. just gonna say yes, because... Yes, because you want to see a strange. Uh, I want to see a Seema movie. <laughs> I don't know. You can do it, damn it. It's all that matters. Now uh, with this one, she is opposed to the idea they are sworn to protect the Time Stone. Because in this timeline, Stephen Strange is still a dickhead surgeon.
2: Yeah, she's uh, like, oh, you're yeah, about five years early. Strange yeah. is literally Six over there. that way. He's doing surgery.
1: But obviously being all-knowing, she knows that eventually Strange will be the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. And she knows that Banner is telling the truth when she says that Dr. Strange gave it up. So for her, that's good enough proof. Steve Strange in the future is willing to give up this stone for this cause. Who am I now five years earlier to put that in place? So that was a good use of time travel right there, is allowing her.
0: And she explains how dangerous what they're doing is. Yeah, Like you guys literally, are playing with something you have no idea. You're disrupting the natural order, which is something that goes on in the Doctor Strange movies. I would say Mortal would have lost his damn mind (laughs) if he was on (laughs) that roof.
2: (laughs) Yep, and um, also it's funny that Bruce is like, and we'll just put it back.
0: Yep. That's all. That's all we gotta do. I grabbed out the peanut butter, made the sandwich, and now I'm putting it back. That part of the heist goes off relatively without a hitch. What? The whole thing is hitch-filled. They suck at it.
2: They no, the, the Hulk, Hulk part is the only one that doesn't. The, the Hulk part, part is the only thing that doesn't go shit. And yeah.
0: they get the they get the staff. They get everything in the end. But Captain America and Iron Man and Spider Ant Man screwed up in the beginning, made up for it in the end. So that
1: part of the heist pretty much went off without a hitch, <laughs> as in uh, the results that they were looking for. Okay. Short of Loki's stealing the staff, they get the other two stones. They got, they got everything that, they set out to get. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter how <laughs> it got there. It's not the life. It's the journey, man. Another heist team, Thor and Rocket, go back to Asgard. And they go back during the events of Dark World. They have to recruit
0: Thor first. Who goes to recruit Thor? Professor Hulk. Professor Hulk. And And Rocket. And Rocket. So yeah. those guys go to the new Asgard. get Thor, which was probably one of the best parts of the movie, is seeing our new Thor. They walk in. He's not hanging out in Asgard. He's not being the king of Asgard anymore, right? Right. He's just up there in his shack. I guess it's all Asgardians that live there now, and then they open the door and it's Korg and uh, Meek are playing Fortnite. Eating pizza. Eating pizza. (laughs) It's a disturbing image watching Meek eat pizza. I thought the same thing. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is that? But what do you get to see when you finally lay eyes on the Thor man? Thorbowski. Thorbowski. And they made a good joke with that. My impression of it was, damn, they got Zack Wilde to play Thor? This is awesome! That's right. And suck our big motherfucking fat the whole movie would have blown up at that point. <laughs> so that team heads off to go get the Aether, the Aether. The ether, yep. The red blob. Which
1: is um. Natalie Portman's character back in, yep. Jane Foster, very briefly.
0: Rene Russo's character's back in.
1: Yeah, that's the main draw of what Friga. happens here, yeah. is you get to see the interplay between obese Thor and his mom. <laughs> You're not yourself. <laughs> and I like this because is not a mortal. He, he's not meeting up with some, you know, just human in the past and now having this discussion. She's a, a goddess. Yeah, she is.
0: Well, she's a witch, technically.
2: Well, she's yeah, she says witch. So she says she, witch.
1: But she was raised by witches. But I think once you're married to Odin, you become a goddess. Mm, you just you're who you are. If Odin came in you, and a god came out, would that make you a god?
2: Probably not, actually. No, it makes him. The, it makes him have god.
0: Uh, he's a demigod. So they're out there on Asgard now, doing their thing, trying to get the ether, and this is your biggest next piece of character development for Thor because Thor, he has lived an empty life now up to this point as far as he's concerned, and he's just doing whatever Thor wants to do, drinking and whatever. He doesn't care anymore. He has nothing to care about. He wants wants something to care in, but he's a coward at this point. He's not the mighty Thor. And then once he saw his mom, that brought him to like oh man, no,
1: now yeah, I'm here. She brought him back. I need to make a change because if I don't do this right now, let alone the half the galaxy who's wiped out, her death is in vain. Exactly. Every one of these deaths is in vain. His head was over there. <laughs> His body over
2: there. What <laughs> was the point? I was too late. I was just turning I an idiot with an axe.
1: No, you're no idiot. You're here, aren't you? Seeking counsel from the wisest person in Asgard. Yeah,
0: guess. Idiot, now. A failure. Absolutely. It's a little bit harsh. Do
2: you know what that makes you? Just like everyone else. I'm supposed to be like everyone else, right? Everyone fails at who they're supposed to be for. The, the measure of a person, of a
1: is how well they
0: succeeded being who they are. And what's great about it, too, is Thor is like, oh, this is why I'm here. I'm just here to stop your death. And she's like, just shut just shut your mouth. This is what is meant to happen. She doesn't try to st- help or figure out that, oh, this is when I'm going to die or nothing. Oh, no. just go do what you're supposed to do. Go do what you were meant to do. Not save me. You weren't meant to save me. It's pretty
2: cool how they wrote that in there. It and, and worked Thor's emotions out through it. It's also funny that Rene Russo gets about 28 lines of dialogue yeah. in this, which is more than Thor wanted to combined. <laughs> also, it shows that Thor is still worthy, because he g- gets back more here. That's
0: right. That was one of the cool parts of that whole uh, caper that they pulled there in Asgard was getting me all under back. Well, I was going to
1: say, I got yelled at last time I said that, but uh, Rocket's extraction of the ether from... seems to have gone off without a hitch, because <laughs> all we see is him sneak up behind her with a stick, and then Really, the big payoff of this is to getting to see him with the hammer once again. Yeah, um, which. And why like calling him a rabbit? When you <laughs> saw him do that, which all of us should have seen coming, did you realize that's what he was doing? Only his yes. mom knew what happened. You knew that was. Yeah.
0: You, you you knew he was. I'm in the past. I can do shit. <laughs> I just didn't think he had the wherewithal. He. Seemed to I honestly didn't think it was gonna work. I was like, oh, he's fat. He's drunk. He plays Fortnite. He's not worthy. Yeah, I didn't think that Thor's, like,
1: physical physique was actually, like, because of his diet. I thought he was just, like, that way. But I guess you gotta work hard. Yep, gotta be working hard to be an Asgardian god. The other team, I should say. We're going to get the Power Stone, and we're going to get the Soul Stone. Yep. so we're going to do Power Stone first. The third team, Guardians and Nebula. And they have an interesting plot device, because they actually go back to... where Quill. Yeah, Peter Quill, where Nebula also was at that time. Yes, because this is where the the foil happens. And this was, to me, the best thing they did with time travel in this movie. 100%. Is to look at an Android character like Nebula and say, hey, well, any Wi-Fi connection, any type of cloud, database, Dropbox-type situation that's connected to her, once that alternate version enters the past, that connection's there as well, Mm -hmm. which gives Thanos not only all sight to what is happening in the world at that time, but also everything that that version of Nebula has now seen over the past five years. They basically get a spy. And they didn't even, they could have really, like, there was all by this to accident. the ground, but it was just so well done the way it would, like, give you a little information, and then it would show Thanos getting that information. Yeah. And then we as an audience would learn a little bit, and then, well, what's Thanos gonna do? Well, Thanos is just gonna hang out and learn the same thing we did. It's almost like Thanos was watching that scene of the movie yeah, and learning what was happening at
0: the same time. That guy was big enough next to you, he could have been Thanos and he was bold. Yeah, it was well done how they did that because as soon as they did it, I was like, oh shit, they just put a spy into the time travel thing. And, and now Thanos knows, and that was a really cool way to do it. I mean, it was cool to begin with that they went back to the beginning of a movie we've already seen mm-hmm. in Guardians of the Galaxy. Also, I,
2: I like that it shows like a different point of view. Yeah. Like in Guardians One, you're seeing Peter having the time of his life dancing, and in Endgame, you're just seeing from a different point of view. You're just like, what the hell is this kid doing? <laughs> this guy's an idiot. <laughs> this... They knock him
0: out. <laughs>
1: War Machine kicks his ass. Uh, the final team, which has the longest-lasting impact on what the universe looks like, yes, the Soul Stone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which they probably weren't thinking when Hawkeye and Widow
2: were, went uh, to go out there. Went to go. go there. Yeah, they
1: probably could have thrown like a. Lesser character. In they should
2: have thrown Thor in his beer. Should say Thor, or they should have said Korg and Meek. Korg and
1: Meek, and, and meek had meek him throw Meek off because that would have. Because the Soulstone only wants it for somebody you love. It doesn't yeah. matter who it is. You know, you could have picked anyone. Doesn't need to love be, one
2: necessarily one. love. It's just someone you really truly care about. And yeah. Someone you have. Right. You really don't want to sacrifice. Yep.
0: I think that's the best way to explain it. It's not necessarily love, because there is not a romantic entanglement between Barton and um, Maximoff.
2: It, it's, it feels like just truly respect one another. Yep. You, you've held to me, you helped me other. turn around my life, I'm helping you turn around your life. It has to be a sacrifice. What did you guys think of the decision to kill Widow? I feel like at the time, Widow is capped out. The journey that she's made from iron man 2 prior to iron Man 2 because they constantly hint at yeah i forgot what the hell it's called it's like Prague and Egg or something where her and hawkeye were battling each other budapest budapest thank you and but for her character development from iron man 2 to now it's just i used to be a spy for the kub and now i'm trying to brawn all my doings and yep. i feel like she's just she's tapped out in order to take the stone you must lose that which you love An everlasting exchange. A soul
1: for a soul. We didn't talk on it too much, but you know, Hawkeye had spent the last five years leading up to this after the snap with his family as a character named Ronan, and he was basically just laying waste to any wrongdoers. Who survived the snap? Who survived
0: the snap. Yeah, he went ultra vigilante. You know, he basically he basically became Thanos at this point. If he's gonna balance out humanity So can I right I can balance out good and evil. Yeah, I want good in this world I don't want
1: evil and so he went off We get the stones that we need they come back they create the gauntlet and they look around and say well who? is actually going to do the snap. Because mm-hmm. now that we've gone back in time, we've collected this new series, somebody has to put the gauntlet on and actually make the wish, which did, they never questioned if any of them actually knew how to do it. They were like, I think you just put it on and hope things work out and snap your fingers with the right thing in mind. Yeah, I
0: think that's how it works, because you're right, I was thinking of the same thing. I'm like, how do they just know it's going to work like nobody really understands how this works and they just snap their fingers and whatever they want to come true comes true. I guess they don't need to explain it, it is a MacGuffin in the end, but...
2: but,
1: Yeah, they don't need to explain
0: intergalactic, you know, god powers to a bunch (laughs) of mortals like us. Yep, (laughs) Just like he says, I'm sorry, but no offense, you're a very earthly being and we're talking about space magic.
1: So the Hulk is the one chosen. Basically, the way they look at it is, earlier in the movie, when they saw Thanos, and they saw the- What it did to him. Exactly, what it had done to him, and it burnt up his entire arm and his whole left side of his body. The Hulk was like, well, I have the regenerative capabilities. I'm the strongest. I'll be the one to do it, just in case there's any issue. The Hulk does do his snap, and what his wish is, is that it's still five years after the snap. Nothing's changed. It's just that everybody who was wiped out is brought back to this present day, no other changes. Yep. What are the results of the
0: Hulk snap? The results of the Hulk snap are very short lived. Obviously it works, and as an audience, you're like, wow, but you don't get the immediate satisfaction out of it. You're like, well, what really worked? Scott Lang sees a bunch of birds outside? That's what worked? Because you don't see much else. Then you get the big payoff, which is, Barton's wife, right?
2: Yeah, that kind of confirms that everything is slowly coming back, and then Thanos just tears that place apart. Yeah, and I felt that. When
0: that happened, I was like, fuck. Oh.
2: someone died in Me that Me too, I thought the same. Uh, I yeah, I agree completely. Yeah.
1: Crazy to We're think we people. knew there was going to be some time travel going into this movie. some way for them to go back in the past and did anyone call the second version of Thanos coming in?
0: Well, it was a sneaky way they did it and they did it in a very logical way. They showed that you had a spy in Nebula. So the evil nebula knows about the pin Particle now. So she takes it from the good nebula, and they figured out how to do it all, and Thanos basically said, hey, I watched the instruction video. This is how you're gonna bring me into this world. I never saw one person, like, or heard one person going, well, you know,
1: when they start dealing with time travel, that's just gonna create two Thanoses.
2: I don't think they ever thought that Thanos would catch on, because in 2014, Thanos just saw them as annoying, like they were just, they were nothing to him.
0: He had his quest, he, to get the Power Stones was still his quest, but he didn't know anything about them, he didn't know where a single one of them were.
1: So this is the future. Well
0: done.
1: And let's talk about that final encounter. We feel like the Avengers won. Hulk got the Infinity Gauntlet, he did the snap. We see these characters brought back in. Seconds later, the entire Avengers HQ is just decimated by Thanos' warship. Yeah. Operation Barn Door didn't matter. Is that what we it was then called? See, I think it was called Bar- Barn Door. Yeah, yeah, when they closed all the blast shields. Yeah. Okay. We then see Thanos' ship and all of his legions, the only way to put it, spewing out onto Earth, and you see you know, his Black Order. Basically, the entire. Wealth of Thanos power from his 2014 yep. Intergalactic Conquest era is at full the will. The freezer Force is in full effect! And he knows they just use the stones. That means all of them are in this one building. If I throw all my forces at it, I win. Because they put them into the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, they're the Gauntlet, yep, yep. As heroes begin to stand up out of the rubble, three of our big pillars are the ones who will walk up to confront him. You have Captain America,
0: Iron Man and thor lebowski no it was hulk in this one the hulk is down in the basement trying to still lift everything up you're right so it was it was thor lebowski iron man and captain america approaching thanos
1: and this is the beginning of the final battle god it's just it's almost like too much to even say there was times when thanos was winning. there was times when thanos was losing i'm, I'm gonna get to what we're gonna actually talk about steve
0: Um, (laughs) Steve's just patiently waiting. He's much like Thanos in this scenario. Go. Find the stones. Bring them to me.
1: What will you do? Wait. But we do have to touch on some of the major points that took place in this battle because there was way
2: too much fan service to just gloss over. Oh, so much the last 40 minutes is just fan service the movie
1: as the battle approaches thanos is battling his way through the avengers and he's fighting thor um, both his axe and his hammer yep and is still overpowered by thanos and they get knocked out of his hands battle ensues and then we see
2: the hammer being lifted. Okay, you're straight up skipping just, apart. Just do it, Steve. Just go ahead, jump in. Okay. Thank you. Thor's trying to call Stormbreaker. Thank you. Thanos catches him in midair. That's right, yeah. And straight up tries to cut him right in the chest, which is what Thor tried to do to him. Yep. And then you see mo here just being lifted. Um, I thought it was just going to you know, go into in Thor's hand. hand. Me too. And then you see probably one of the best moments of all of Marvel history. It was okay. Fuck you. <laughs> it goes into Cap's hands and he, he gets the power of thunder.
0: Nobody's seen that coming. I don't care who you are, you didn't see that coming. The only way you have a hint of it is from it, Age of Ultron, made it nudge a little bit.
2: I was gonna say that he, thought he spoiled it. Even when I saw him pick it up, I was like, oh, well now he's a badass and
0: he's got this hammer.
2: But that
1: took me back to the original Thor movie where Odin says, anyone who is worthy of this hammer is worthy of the powers of the God of Thunder. Yep. So that's why he was able to get all of the actual lightning ability out of that hammer on top of just being yep. Captain America wielding a badass mighty mm-hmm. weapon.
0: And they did a lot of cool combos with that, too, with the hammer and the shield, even going back to the first Avengers movie, or maybe, no, it was Winter Soldier. I don't know. Anyways, keep going. Sorry, sidetracked you. So as the battle goes on, we do see... The Infinity Stones
1: rising up from the ashes of the headquarters, and Thanos reclaims them, right? And that's, well, that's
0: Clint has them. It's, it's basically a game of football at this point. They're trying to get the Infinity Stones the gauntlet. I'm just away to from what was the, the big what game of keep away breaking
1: point when the portals opened up and you got to see all of the people who were flashed out? Come
0: when, when Thanos came out and he said,
2: Alright, fuck it, everyone dies. You could live with your own failure. Did that bring you back to me.
1: I thought by eliminating half of life,
0: the other half would thrive. But you've shown me that's impossible. And as long as there are those that remember what was, there will always be those that are unable accept what can be, they will
2: resist. Yep, we're all kinds of stubborn. I'm thankful.
0: Because now, I know what I must do. I will shred this
2: universe down to its last atom. And then, with the stones you've collected for me, create a new one. Teeming with life and that knows not what it has lost, but only what it has been given. And then you get to like the probably like the most comic book shy ever gonna see is a Steve Rogers, Broken Shield. Yeah, Mo here. He's like, I ain't fucking backing down. He's ready to go. And then you just see hundreds of thousands of Thanos' legion just yeah. come raining down. And then you hear Cap on your, yeah. on your left. On your left, That's badass. And when I saw the movie people were screaming like don't you be messing with me on this don't you be doing that and then you see Black Panther coming in. You see the, the Guardians coming rings. in. Oh, yeah. You just see it all. And I think people lost their shit the most when they saw Spider-Man, for some reason.
0: Well, it was the emotional attachment between Tony Stark and uh, Peter Parker. So I think that was the biggest part of it. Yeah, and
1: as all these characters were you know, brought coming back into existence, it was just a, a roar, right? The biggest one, in our personally, in our studio, was Black Panther. Yeah, people went nuts. Wakanda forever! Oh, shit,
0: he's out there! Yeah, they were going nuts nuts. It was all I mean everybody got applause for the most part. I mean they were just going crazy every time another group came out of a slip ring portal.
1: Except except.
0: Well she didn't come out of a slip ring portal. Maybe that's why. I don't think that's really what it was. <laughs> all of a sudden you hear you see the guns shift and start shooting into the sky and they're like what what is he doing? And here comes Captain Marvel flying in and just destroys his ship comes down and she appears in like not a person in that theater clapped or cheered. It was crazy Everyone's how nuts. quiet it was.
1: After was, <laughs> like they were clapping for like everybody that showed up. They're like Ancient Hill. They're like, Ancient Hill you know? And then they're like, you know, the the strongest character in the universe flies in through a ship, which I know you, it impressed you guys. <laughs> I wasn't that impressed by it personal
2: Can you destroy can you destroy a ship? If I was the Hulk, I could destroy that I don't shit. Think even the Hulk does You guys are disrespecting the Hulk. I'm you? not disrespecting what him. He, hey, he only has one working arm. dude you think America it. destroy that no. shit? No. Can you do it if he has no. his hammer? No. 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 Doesn't. No. No. It's it's not that, the- no. not strong enough.
0: No. 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 Everybody you throw out there besides Captain Marvel. I'm saying no to. Why? Because Captain Marvel has the ability. They don't. You guys are such homos. <laughs> so you know. Super fabulous, <laughs> but nobody clapped oh, for no Captain Marvel. I don't.
2: I don't think anybody clapped no for it either. Clapped. By the way, we, we were showing excitement, but no, our our theater
0: was dead silent. Dead silent. Like no, and I eventually, I'm like, is anybody gonna clap for? Her? Yeah. <laughs> she was brought in at the right time though, because at that point, Thanos said, "Fuck it, I'll just kill everybody anyways. I don't care if it's my guys, your guys. I'm bringing, I'm raining thunder." And I'm gonna win no matter what I'm getting that gauntlet and I'm killing everybody and at that point in the movie He was right. If nobody would have come in and interfered with that ship. He would have won. It didn't matter how Just many forces you run. had yeah.
2: Well the main reason he was actually doing hellfire is because Scarlet Witch was completely like yeah, this close to killing ass. him
0: Yeah, that's right. She had him. Yeah, her, her arrival, I don't even know who you, you are.
2: Oh, you will. I saw the angriest woman of all time Yeah, she was pissed
1: At one point, the Avengers realized that we got to use Snap and bring people back, but as long as Thanos is existing in the galaxy, this really isn't going to end. Yeah. So they do need to use the stones again. Only fitting that the man that this entire universe was Began built with. upon is the one who makes the sacrifice. And it is a sacrifice, and we'll talk about that shortly. But Iron Man, really cool scene, um, holding the gauntlet. Thanos believes he has all the power. Somehow Iron Man ripped the stones out of it all six of them fairly easily it was his
0: suit it was his
1: iron man hand <laughs> that's true i didn't realize it was a it was a tony stark gauntlet you know it would have been awesome as if tony stark like was like hey friday and the gauntlet just flew off <laughs> <like Thanos. laughs> but iron man does take the snap and he makes the ultimate sacrifice yeah, it cost him everything right well, the damage that we saw earlier in the movie when we saw thanos get burnt up and then we also saw the hulk which we didn't even touch on I'm assuming the Hulk's going to have like a Winter Soldier arm in the next movie, but it kills Tony Stark I'm on the battlefield, the greatest battlefield that the Earth has ever seen. We lost Earth's, Earth's greatest, greatest hero. hero. I, I would have to put him over Captain America for his contributions, not just as a fighter, but his contributions as a scientist. The Avengers didn't stand a chance without right. Iron Man. right? All of the financial
0: bankroll that he put towards all their, I mean- All the tech he developed over the years, all the things he developed, everything. Even if there wasn't this imminent threat of Thanos, they probably would've had space travel in the next couple years. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark would've figured it out well. Captain Marvel would've come back at some point, right? I wanna end this with this.
1: Going into this movie, what was the over and under and how many characters you think were going to die
0: in this film?
2: I wasn't thinking anything. I didn't know what to expect. Probably four or five characters. Yeah,
0: my death rate was in the three fours. Because
1: I remember one of you, I believe it was Aaron going like, hey, I kind of wish the snap doesn't get reversed because it almost shows that there's no consequences Mm -hmm. for a lot of the things that we're looking at. Obviously the snap was reversed, but it doesn't mean we didn't lose some characters. I have four deaths, technically only three casualties, but we'll talk about those. Iron Man is the big one. God damn, that scene at the end, Iron Man's Funeral. When the movie comes out, the first time I watch it, I'm probably just gonna watch that f- scene again funeral? just to get myself back into that emotional field. Even though we, most of those characters that were standing there were just fighting with him yeah, on the battlefield true. the scene before. Yep but just the respect to see characters who you haven't seen have
0: sorrow like this or to see a lot of these characters lose somebody so important they did everything right tony stark has a heart off into the lake you know everything everything was done very well in that scene even the very innocent scene with happy and uh morgan about the cheeseburgers yeah
1: yeah, that was a weird. One. That was like almost like a scene from Grown Ups was like cut into this yeah. movie.
2: Well, it's a reference to how much Tony loved. Chief no, Man. exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, that's all the way from Iron Man One. Way back tells you how far we have come.
1: The next two deaths. There's not really too much to dive into them. The Widow One, obviously, Widow doesn't come a back. the the Soul Stone. That is a big impact. It's like the glue character who kept everything together was was Black Widow. No, she gone. Widow, and she was the glue to make this plan work. Yep, so they had to. She kept in
0: contact with everybody. Vision. Vision was lost in Infinity War and he's not coming back. Now, the fourth death, and
1: this is not technically a death, but I will, uh, I'm going to plead my case with you guys. The death of Captain America Overall? As a viable piece of the cinematic universe. Because Captain America didn't die in this movie. But I don't think you're going to see 97-year-old Steve, Rogers, Steve out Rogers out there. So for the sake of he be the
0: ultimate spokesman for Depends.
1: <laughs> for the sake of just the movie, Steve Rogers is no longer Captain America. Now he does hand over the mantle. Yes. And we're gonna discuss that when we do our tie-ins of his decision to hand the mantle over to Sam Wilson. The power of that Tony Stark funeral Almost took the shock away of the fact that you're not going to see Steve Rogers as Captain America anymore. That's not a
0: thing. It still hits hard. Yeah, and uh, to be honest with you, like the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, how are they going to kill Captain America? I just knew it was going to happen. Yeah, they're, they're bringing down the two biggest pieces that we've built up, and I knew that they had to do it. So I expect them to die in the battlefield. I, really I expected did. one of them to die in the battlefield, at least. Did anyone actually die in battle? Other than the bad guys?
1: Just Tony Stark? Which wasn't even really battle. It was the ending of a battle. Like, he didn't get killed by a ship or a knife or anything. He
0: made the sacrifice play. He proved Captain America wrong. He did what Captain America thought he would never do. Captain America and the very first Avengers, when they're all getting turned on each other because of Loki's trickery, Captain America says to him You're not the kind of guy To make the sacrifice play You're not the one To crawl over the barbed wire And lay yourself on the line Type of a thing You know But he He was In the end He was that guy He was the guy To do what it took For the greater good Did you guys cry at all During the movie?
2: I almost got me Was it when you saw
1: That Captain America Had lost his pump? No No it was, the Mor- it was the
2: Morgan scene Got skinny Yeah
0: Which Morgan scene?
1: We're,
0: the very first we're ha- one? We're happy is oh, Consoling burgers? her
2: And then they're in a hologram scene where he's just like... Love you 3000. Yeah, I was like, don't do this to
0: me. That's a good scene. And Rob made a great point about Morgan. When they decided to do this time heist, Rob was like... Well... If they do this... Doesn't that mean that Morgan no longer exists? No. Well, no. It ended up not meaning that because of the way that they did the time. Because Tony said very specifically, when you snap your fingers, you bring them to right now. You don't put us back five years. You bring everybody that left here now. He was very adamant about that in the way that he delivered that that line and everything. Because if he put everybody back five years, he put everything. Yeah,
2: he put everyone five years. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So it was pretty cool how they explained it away, I guess. But that. Was a, a great part of this time travel thing and, and putting the limits on it and things along those lines the, the whole morgan piece of the puzzle was like damn man the stakes are so high for tony stark like they are so high even even clint the the stakes were that high because he was going to sacrifice himself and then the whole plan and the whole reason why he would have done any of this doesn't even matter to him anymore because sure his family comes back but he's dead
1: To close out the first part of the show, we've decided to feature a single piece of dialogue that we felt best captured the essence of the film. Allow me to paint you a picture.
0: Once they finally have Captain Marvel rescue Tony Stark, she flies them back to Earth, just puts that ship on her back. Tony Stark comes off of that ship, and he is disgusting looking. He's not eaten. He's not had water. Malnourished. Malnourished. He looks dead. And he's not happy. You're right, Steve. He is a... All of wiry nerve endings, and he is not having anyone shit, and he takes all of it out on his number one person, Captain America. Tony, you fought him. Who you that? I fought him. No, he wiped my face with a planet while the Bleaker Street magician gave away the store. That's what happened, there's no fights. Okay. He said, he said, people. Didn't give you any clues, any coordinates, anything. <laughs> I saw this coming a few years back. I had a vision I don't want to believe it. I thought it was Draven. Tony, I'm going to need you to focus. Because I needed you. That is in past tense. That trumps
1: what you need. It's too late, buddy. Sorry. You know what I need? <coughs> I
2: need a shave.
0: I, I believe I remember telling. Tell, tell
1: me, you Tony, Tell me. Tell me. Tell oh, me I, otherwise, that what we needed. There's a pseudo-armor around the world, remember that? Whether it impacted our precious freedoms or not, that's what we needed. Well, that didn't work out, did it? I said we'd lose.
0: You said we will do that together, too. Guess what, Cap? We lost. You weren't there. I got nothing for you, Cap. I got
1: no coordinates, no clues, no strategies, no options, zero, zip, none. No
2: trust. Fire. If you enjoy what you've heard so far, our website is theunderchannel.com. More episodes are available on YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
1: Over 21 movies in 11 years, the minds behind the Marvel Cinematic Universe have worked to craft one of the deepest interconnected film series of all time. It's time for Aaron to tell us just how Avengers Endgame ties into the overall storyline by serving up some connective tissue. This is one of the
0: hardest things I've had to do because I did not have the pleasure or the... I couldn't pull my own time heist and put together how these movies really connected at this point. Obviously, we've been going through these movies day after day after day and watching them, but I've only had the pleasure of watching Endgame once. So here are some of the things I saw and mental noted as I was enjoying this epic movie. Opening scene, Clint and his family. What does Clint
2: have is on his ankle. He has the um, same thing that Ant-Man has. Exactly.
0: So that's part of the Sokovian Accords for them all breaking the law. You know, they have regular lives, so they show Clint's ankle bracelet. Basically, he's out on the farm and this is all he's allowed to do is be a dad. And that's all he ever wanted. So that was pretty cool how they brought that together. Very next scene, after his whole family vanishes, They bring in one of the greatest songs ever written by Traffic, Dear Mr. Fantasy. I was floored when that song came on, in a good way. I don't know if floored has a connotation of negativity, but anyways, it was really cool. And if you just piece out the parts of the lyrics beyond how cool that song is, the opening lines are, Dear Mr. Fantasy, play us a tune, something to make us all happy, do anything to take us out of this gloom. And that's exactly where the Marvel Universe is at, at the beginning of this movie. It's doom and gloom, man. And I think that was a Rolling Stones song in the movie at some point, too. But anyways, in that movie, that song is playing out. And then, as the song is playing, we are on the spaceship with Nebula and Tony Stark. And they're playing uh, paper football. And the song is still playing. It makes you think, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Quill's Walkman is destroyed, correct? Yes. What does... James Gunn's brother give Peter Quill at the end of that movie. Rob, you better know this. What at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Two? James Gunn's brother, the guy who gets the little whistle oh, arrow. he gives him a zoom. He gives him a zoom. Yeah. Rob's prized possession from ten years ago. Oh, I love the my Zune. I had that. Sw- I had the brown one, like the special edition 30 gig. Yeah, he did. I remember the Zoom because, and Rob talked it up all the time back then. He was like, "Man, the Zoom is gonna be greater than the iPod. You just wait and see." The Microsofts—they're geniuses. They know exactly what and the Zoom. Like Steve doesn't even know what a oh, Zoom is. I know what a genius-
2: Zoom is.
1: Microsofts not geniuses. <laughs> Oh, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, Microsoft sucks. I'm, keep on sucking on the iDick over
0: there. <laughs> I'm literally using both products. <laughs> but, anyways, that was pretty cool. That, you know, it would lend you to think that they probably were playing that song on Quill Zune. It's Quill's ship. <laughs> and that song was made in the 70s, so it would be appropriate. It would be on there. You
1: know how, um, like, cassette sales and stuff boomed after the first movie? Do you think Zune sales no. just. Uh,
0: maybe on ebay and the back pages of what's that damn thing Uh, craigslist craigslist yeah (laughs) another key thing that i noticed very quickly and i don't know if anybody else caught on to this and i think the only thing that made me realize it was because we've been watching these movies and going over them tony stark says we've been stranded in space for 22 days endgame is the 22nd movie yep it's pretty cool
2: yeah that's a, that's a good one there are so many callbacks in this movie it's yeah ridiculous. It, there
0: it is as tony stark is recording his message he refers to nebula as the blue meanie which is pretty cool it's another beatles reference just like in infinity war when tony is learning about thanos and what's his face uh, bruce banner says well let's just get the avengers back together and tony's like we broke up we're no longer a thing he's like what do you mean you broke up like a band like the beatles but he refers to her as the blue meanie, And the blue meanie is one of the bad guys and um, the Beatles Yellow Submarine movie. They go off as the Beatles on far off places and go on magical adventures throughout space and time and stuff as well. I think it was an ECW wrestler too. Yeah, he was, he was. Yeah, he was. was. And they dressed up like the blue meanies too. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that with the character design? Yep. Oh, interesting. Another cool one, this one's for Steve. When you see Tony Stark in Nebula, what is he doing? when you first see them besides playing paper football I apologize when he starts explaining what they're doing they figured out how to fix the ship right in some regards how to get some fuel for about two days worth of flight yeah he's hammering and doing stuff with what is he wearing this one's for you Steve come on He's
2: wearing a tank. He's wearing a black tank top.
0: <laughs> Just like he was in the first Iron Man movie when he was building his first suit in that cave. He was wearing a black tank top. What did you think of his comment where he says that he loves Nebula? Did you catch that?
1: Uh, no. He mentions loving Nebula, and I think he... Was it like when he was in that chair dying and he s- no. sat him up? No, or... it was early in the movie. It was like the first note that I wrote down when I was watching. I want to say it was during that ship. Like, she suggested something. Or she said something, mm-hmm. but he it was, like, really weird to me because I'm like, Tony Stark doesn't sign in the of people. I don't think he's even said it to Pepper. Yeah, I don't know. Let alone that. Yeah, he dropped it on Nebula at one point. I was like, oh, shit. Interesting. These things
2: have gotten
0: strange over the past 22 days.
2: He didn't, no, it's not. She was saying that you'll love her because of her. Absolutely.
0: Oh, that's what it was, yeah. He's telling Pepper Potts that she would love Nebula because of how cool and much of a ball breaker Nebula is. Oh, you'll I love her,
1: not I love her. Yeah, yeah I got you. Okay, it was. Well, you're right. that sounds good. way more like Tony Stark. <laughs> No. <laughs>
0: Thank, Thank you, Steve.
1: Steve. I know <laughs> he only
0: did a in. few minutes ago. but <laughs> He also records to Pepper Potts in his mask saying that same thing. It's it's you. It's always been you. Call back um, to Iron Man 2. Call back to Iron Man 2, exactly, when he was giving her the business. Basically saying, like, you run the company. Hmm. You know, this isn't me. This isn't who Tony Stark is. You know, and that's that's his biggest I love you line to her. Let's go to New Asgard. The beginning of Infinity War, I was pretty sure that... Thanos killed everyone. You know, we've we seen Hulk get rainbow bridged out to Earth. And I don't exactly remember how Thor got out of there. But everybody else I assumed was dead. That's a great point. So all the refugees of Asgard magically are not dead now. They are on planet we, Earth. New Asgard. New Asgard. With Meek and Cord, which I was very happy they weren't dead. Don't get me wrong. But you would think
1: they would be some of the first to die because they were. Yeah, they probably were ready to fight yeah. on the ship, and then Thanos would have
0: just you're dead. Poked them. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly. Maybe maybe Thanos was cool about how he killed everybody <laughs> on that ship. He was like, "You guys on the left, you're alive. Go to New Asgard. Everybody else." That's die. how he does it, though. He. he, he you're right. Him. He does. He exactly how he does it. Was it possible, like Heimdall, sent? bunch of them to Earth, no, bifrosted them or anything? In Infinity War, you hear Heimdall say, like, give me one last chance of power or something like that, right? I know he does. He says something in
1: He says something somewhere. Oh, when he threw the Hulk. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's when he threw the Hulk to Earth to reveal it, but we don't know what about an hour earlier.
0: Yeah, but you see a pile of bodies all over that yeah, ship. for sure. So I don't know. But I think Steve's right about Thanos. He just wiped out half
2: of Asgard. Yeah and you know we what? don't know how exactly they arrived on Earth but they did yeah
0: and, and the Ebony Maw guy is giving his speech like you have been chosen blah 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 by the great and mighty Thanos dot da dot da, dot so New Asgard exists half the people are alive including Cork who is wearing a cool uh, Hawaiian t-shirt uh, they should put Meek in one it's like a tiny roly poly uh, nah I think the pizza in the mouth thing was perfect <laughs> is creepy clint and our girl black widow flying off into space to go get the soul stone they both look at each other and they talk about budapest for a quick second which has always been like their connection i guess steve said it one of the best lines in the movie when captain america has a broken shield in the and he's ready to just say fuck it i'll take on your whole army by myself if i have to what's that famous line again steve what line? The, right. li- the line, man. Tell me the line.
2: The bramy thing. Th- what line are we talking about? Captain, it's pr- this line is probably better than... Avengers Drake. Assemble? No, 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 no. Because that's the best line in the entire movie. Okay. No, this, this line
0: is better. And I'm going to get you to say it.
2: You're going to say it. C- can you write it down? Nope. Captain
0: America <laughs> has a broken <laughs> shield... And Mjolnir in his hand, and Thanos just said, basically, I'm going to just destroy everything. Did he everything. say anything?
2: Or- yeah.
0: And Captain America's I standing there, as well. and Captain yeah. America's ready to just take on the whole Thanos I can do this army by himself. No. And it, Captain America doesn't say it, but it happens to Captain America. On your left? On your left. Knew I was going to get you there. I just had to lead you along. So call back to Winter Soldier. We already talked about that one. All of our, I know we did, but it's part of my connective thing. I don't want to skip my notes. You think I I type these out on my QWERTY keyboard and I'm just going to take <laughs> it for granted? MCU cameos. Way too many. There is a ton of cameos throughout the MCU universe. In this movie alone, we ran into... this is Ken Young. He was the little security guy from community. Yep, as well as many other things now. He's gone on to have a pretty good career throughout all kinds of movies. Uh, the, the Hangover. Um, I, I can't even think of everything he's done. Well, here's a few more notable cameos throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine. He was in the original Iron Man movie. He was one of the Ten Rings guys. But he was just in there for brief, no words, I don't believe, or anything. Like, the camera does... Show his face. He's one of the guys wow. in the caves. It looks oh. like Keegan-Michael Key. He kind of does, you're Weird. right. Uh, Peter Billingsley. Uh, anybody take a guess <laughs> on who the hell Peter Billingsley is? You might know him as Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Oh. He is in the original Iron Man movie as well. He's getting yelled at by Obadiah Stane because he can't figure out how to make an Iron Man suit or the uh, little, little thing that he puts in his chest. Billingsley, I guess, was also a producer on this movie the first Iron Man movie. Lou Ferrigno, obviously in the very first Incredible Hulk. There's a security guard sitting in a booth watching TV. Let's see, other notable cameos. Let's see. Elon Musk was in Iron Man 2. They go to some lavish party, and you see an exchange between Tony Stark and Elon Musk where they're kind of joking around about stuff. DJ Am. For music fans out there, the uh, late departed DJ Am played himself in Iron Man 2. He was there for Tony while Tony was getting drunk and having a party just before his fight with um, our guy, Iron Patriot, War Machine. Seth Green, he had two different cameos in the movie. He was a fan at some point, just sitting in off screen camera, got a quick glance of his face, but he actually also voices Howard the Duck. That's awesome. Yep. The late and great Harry Dean Stanton was in this movie. He was a security guard that you see in the Avengers when Hulk was beating up that jet and he falls back to Earth after he falls off of it. He slams through this old factory and he's kind of just sitting there turning back into himself and he looks and he's just got purple pants on. And the security guard walks up to him and basically says to him like, did you fall out of there, are you, are you from space? And he's like, no, no, blah, 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 this, that, and this other thing. And then Harry Dean Stanton says, well, I think you have a problem, son. <laughs> I think, like Steve said, the list of cameos is just out of this. There's a ton of cameos throughout this entire movie. Pretty
2: much anybody who's, who was in any of these movies yeah. are in this movie. Yep. It's it's a big thank you to the fans. Yeah,
0: Chris O'Dowd was in Thor the Dark World. He was the guy having the sea bass lunch with Jane Foster. Uh, he was also in Bridesmaids. Comedy movie did Liv Tyler pop in? No, there was no Liv Tyler in, in Endgame at all. She's not in my cameos either because she was a major person. She wasn't a cameo. Yeah, she's a major character <laughs> in the. Uh, she's the love of Bruce Banner's life that we never hear about again. <laughs> Joe Russo, he had several cameos. He was the guy in the beginning of Endgame that was talking about the date he went on. He was a doctor for Nick Fury in I think it was was a Winter Soldier. He played a doctor a couple times in both Winter Soldier and Civil War. Rob Zombie made a cameo in these movies. However, you would have never known it. He was a navigator voice for the Ravager ship that they all worked on. That they all lived on. That's fucking badass. James Gunn made a little quick cameo, although you wouldn't have known him. But on the very first Guardians of the Galaxy movie... One of the Sakaran soldiers takes his mask off and says something to Yandu before he dies. That is James Gunn behind the black face of disgusting. James Gunn looks like a dork. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett Morris, a famous comedian, was in the Ant-Man movie. He was a guy sitting in his car and Ant-Man fell on it. And he looks up, kind of like, what the hell was that? Funny thing is, uh, Garrett Morris, he was in Saturday Night Live and they, they would do different skits and one of them. He actually played Ant-Man. I'm pretty sure I got that right. <laughs> David Hasselhoff was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, makes a brief cameo because he is supposed to be the ideal candidate for who Peter Quill always imagined his dad being so that's a fun one games of Thrones fans will like this next one the woman who plays what is her name the house Tyrell Natalie Dormer that's it Natalie Dormer from house Tyrell in Game of Thrones actually tried to steal Steve Rogers but obviously Peggy Carter got in the way of that and wouldn't let that happen. so she is in the first Avengers Nathan Fillion Firefly fame he played the big blue guy in the, uh, well, basically a voiceover for the guy that got the tree branches shoved up his nose in uh-huh. Guardians of the Galaxy. So he was in there. Hmm. Lloyd Kaufman, co-founder of the B-movie studio Troma Entertainment, was in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. He was one of the inmates. Whoa. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm going to watch that now. Yep. You know, watch it. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He's a famous Lex Luthor role from Smallville. He was the sparkly guy with uh, Sylvester Stallone's guys in the Ravager crew. Uh, Miley Cyrus, I think we talked about this once before. She was the disembodied head. Did the Mainframe. voiceover for it. Mainframe, Yep. Uh, Matt Damon, Luke Hemsworth and Sam Neill. They all played various parts of the Thor family in Thor Ragnarok. Kenneth Brogna, director of the first Thor movie. Uh, we know that he does the distress call for Asgardian refugee ship in Infinity War. Let's see if I got any more notable ones here. There's a lot more than this. There's a lot more cameos that come into play throughout these movies beyond just what I've said so far. There's a lot of comic book writers that have cameos throughout these movies. Uh, we talked about one at the beginning of this episode. The guy who kind of came up with all of the stuff for the um, Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Jim Starlin. Yep. Do you regret not being a giant comic book fan after having watched all these? Not really, because I've always been a comic book fan, just not this comic book grouping of people. Mm. Because I read The Punisher, I read Venom, I read a lot of Image Comics. Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain America, that, that was very old to me. Uh, we talked about Captain America and how he kind of disappears and how he decides that it's time for him to uh, die. He makes that decision on his own and how he wants to live out the rest of his life. He says, I got one of those things Tony always told me to get. But what do you guys think that says about Captain America at this point in terms of Captain America's values as a person? Like, all of a sudden, he's just going to go back and give up on everything. He's just going to live the life he was supposed to have led. Yes. He's going to go marry Peggy Carter, do his thing.
2: Do what he needed to do.
0: There's consequences of that, though. Yeah, it's funny. So it's now funny. he's consciously aware of things, right? He's gone throughout this life of having been frozen and fought all these battles. Right. But now he's just going to sit on the sidelines.
1: What? It's funny that you're bringing this up, because in my head he had still kind of, like, lived as Captain America Mm -hmm. for, like, 60 years. So, like, he had gone back in time, had gone back with Peggy, but that doesn't mean she quits what she's doing. Exactly. So I assume they just continue on their life as director of S.H.I.E.L.D., Captain America still kicking ass for America, but then they flash to almost looking like, no, they both retired at 27 or 26, whatever they would have been. So for me, I was like, well... I'm more excited to hear what did Captain America do fixing the world for the last 70 years?
0: That's an interesting one. It would be interesting to see if he did do things to fix the world. You don't know. He may have. But to me, I'm just like, I think he just went and lived a boring life. Yeah. Did the family man thing. It's selfish. Yeah. If he so, took
1: his own per. And again, I guess if anyone deserves to, right? The guy's given up a lot. Yes. At what point does
0: the, the good of one. Change? I guess he's satisfied with what he's done in his lifetime as it is. But by the rules of the movie and the time travel and whatnot, just because he goes back in time and lives his life out this way doesn't mean that all those things aren't still gonna happen. And obviously we see he lives to get to the end of Endgame, because he's sitting there on the bench. So all this stuff still happened. So his best friend still turns into a Hydra puppet. He still gets tortured. He still gets frozen and brought back to life and memory washed and does all these terrible things. And he sits behind the sidelines. He doesn't do anything about it. How about this one? This one's weird. But we know that he traveled back in time. Where did he travel back in time to? Did he travel back in time to the point where he fought on that bomber and got frozen in ice? Obviously not, because he lives all his life. So he had to have traveled back in time before that happened. How do they, and this is the magic of movies, you don't have to explain this, but that other Captain America, that other Steve Rogers still exists. He still fights Red Skull, goes and gets thrown into the yeah. ice. Yeah. So is that Captain America still frozen in the ice? Do they ever find him? Or did he just come up with the story like, "I jumped out at the last second, Peggy. I wanted to have that dance with you." I think the reason
1: it do- it works is because that Captain America you're asking about is the one who is perpetually going back in time to do what you're talking about. So that Captain yeah, but America- he's still the
0: same Captain America back in time when he's fighting him to get the Infinity Stone the first time, and he's there and he's like. Hail Hydra. And then the, the that Captain America, the other one, thinks that he is Loki disguised as Captain America. Right. So there's still a double. It's so true. He travels back to the 40s. There's still a double. Just please don't do time travel movies anymore.
1: <laughs> like, it's just, it gives you a chance to be super clever, but it gives you a chance to just be kind of picked
0: apart yeah. by your audience. Here's what I'll tie it in with. This will kind of probably be my last one. If you're doing time travel, and you're disrupting the natural order, is Mordo now a hero in the next Doctor Strange movie? (laughs) Because if a fan base can be mad about all of the crazy crap that can happen from time travel and how plot holes develop, and fans get mad about plot holes, they really do. They'll theorize about them and try to pick them apart and, and poke holes in the movie, so would Mordo now become a fan base hero because he does not appreciate time travel and messing with the natural laws. I think the reason that Mordo doesn't become a fan hero is because... I mean, he's obviously not going to be a hero. No, no just... I mean, I'm just saying
1: who could you line him up across from that yeah. you wouldn't prefer the other person? True. Maybe <laughs> he's such a forget- like <laughs> boring, forgettable character. I feel bad because I like the actor. who yeah. plays him. And I enjoy the role, but... I know it was like only two years ago but doesn't that Mordo that little scene at the end of Doctor Strange feel like it was like not a hundred movies ago it feels like it it was so long ago in the storyline like it's almost weird that
0: that's what you're gonna if that's what they choose to go with for Doctor Strange 2 it feels so disconnected last one I apologize besides nicknames because we get a couple nicknames Build-A-Bear Ratchet Lebowski all things that Tony Stark calls Rocket and Thor I'm sure there were more yeah Ratchet was good Winter Soldier over Falcon. Captain America gives the shield and the mantle of Captain America to Falcon and not Winter Soldier. Now I'll back this scene up a couple seconds to where Falcon and Winter Soldier are standing there, realizing who's sitting on that bench. And Winter Soldier being a lifelong friend of Captain America Tells Falcon, you go first. I thought it was weird at the time. Did you think it was weird? Did my thought immediately was Captain America told Bucky, this is what I'm gonna do. Mm. Send him to me. Cause he wasn't gonna go. He's an honorable guy just like Captain Makes America. Sense. He knows exactly what Bucky means to Steve Rogers. He would have let Bucky go there first.
1: And Bucky didn't give up the life that Steve Rogers did because Bucky was a POW in World
0: War II, so there's no reason for Bucky to go back. This is an interesting one. I like it. It was a good exchange. I like how they did that. Overall, that's the first time in this Marvel Cinematic Universe that the mantle of a character has been handed to another character. Up until this point, all these characters are exactly who they are, and they will stay who they are. But this time... A mantle was handed over.
1: When Marvel launched the MCU, they redefined canon for every one of their characters. These versions are now the public perceptions of Marvel's iconic characters. John Q. Public won't be referring to the quarter when defending their favorite superheroes' badassery. They'll be talking about these movies. But that doesn't mean the stories being told are original. So let's check out where the studios found their inspiration. As mentioned in Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet from '91 and Infinity War from '92. This movie contains inspirations from both of these different story arcs, including some shot-for-shot recreations like Thanos armor being displayed like a scarecrow in front of his home. That's just directly from the comic books. The Incredible Hulk's volume number two, issues number 377 to 426. This is the creation of Professor Hulk as a character. The Hulk experienced revitalization and popularity during this run by writer Peter David. It's this block of issues that features the introduction of Professor Hulk, who is a fusion of Savage Hulk, Gray Hulk, and David Banner.
0: Bruce Banner.
1: Fuck, I even wrote David Banner. Wow, this guy is out of control. I love David Banner. (laughs) I would watch the hell out of that movie if it was David Banner who was infused with him. Nobody likes Rob. (laughs) What? New Avengers number 11 from 2005. First appearance of Ronan the assassin alias worn by Maya Lopez when investigating Silver Samurai's connections to Wakanda, and then 16 issues later, also in 2005, New Avengers number 27, first issue to feature Clint Barton wearing the mantle of Ronin after being resurrected by Scarlet Witch, who had killed him during... Avengers Disassembled Storylines. Having fun watching these movies isn't just what you should be paying attention to, it's little pieces of fanfare
2: hidden in plain sight. It's
1: time for Steve to strap on his floppy ears and share some Easter eggs.
2: So Endgame has a shit ton of Easter eggs in this movie, so I'm just going to go over just a couple of them. Just burn through what you can. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark's funeral includes appearances by Michelle Pfeiffer's Janet Van Dyne, Demi L. Jackson, Nick Fury, Colby, Smet, Colby Smulders' Maria Hill, Marisa Tomate's Aunt May, William Hearst, Thunderbolt Ross, and one known Teenager they're all by himself. Do you guys know who that was? No,
0: and that's exactly what I said in the theater I was like who the fuck is that kid? I figured it out. I and this isn't from looking it up We could tell we knew who the kid was right. I thought maybe he was Tom Holland But I'm like no that's no because they already showed him with his Aunt May. That's not him
2: All right, you reveal it to him. Tarla Keener who was a little boy from Iron Man 3 Played by the same actor Ty Simpkins.
0: The kid who helped him in Iron Man. Oh, 3. in the Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh, we're connected. That kid.
2: Yes. Yeah. Wow, connective tissue guy. <laughs> 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 the funeral sequence also includes a callback to the first Iron Man movie. In- Endgame, Tony and Pepper's daughter Morgan, tells Happy Hogan that she was. Is wants this confirmed?
0: confirmed? Is this that kid? Because no, now I'm blown- now I'm blown away. Yeah, it's 100 percent Dude, when I
1: that when I text you last night at like 9 o'clock, and I was like, Dude, I just figured out who that kid was. I was just like sitting on the couch and I'm like doing my notes. And I'm like, oh, that's a kid from Iron Man. I, I, at first I thought it was Iron Man 2. And so I started Googling kid from Iron Man 2. They're like, there's no
2: kid in Iron Man 2. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, the Russo brothers confirmed that there is in the funeral Is scene. it actually him? Like the, the, the yeah, actor that it's played actually him, 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 him everything? Uh, the I swear to God. Long hair, wow. Yeah. He
0: grew up, obviously, that was like, what, six, six seven seven ago? years yeah. ago?
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. That's pretty awesome. Electricity. So Morgan tells Happy that she wants a cheeseburger and Iron Man after Tony escaped from the Ten Rains and made it home. He wants he wants it. Burger King cheeseburger, of course, isn't that the only reference to the first Iron Man movie in Endgame. Tony's last words before he snaps Daniels to death was a direct nod to his final line in Iron Man 1. I, I am Iron Man. Man. As for Pepper Pot, she gets to suit up again for the first time since Iron Man 3, donning armor for the final battle against Thanos and his army. In Marvel comics, she has done the armor as a superhero rescue, although in the comics her armor is just straight up just to rescue people, hence the name, but it does not pack all the firepower we see in the movie. There is a bittersweet callback to Captain America the First Avenger when Cap... As I about to travel back in time to return to fanny Stone, tells Bucky, don't do anything stupid till I come back. Yeah. To which Bucky replies, how can I? You're taking all the stupid with you. This is basically the same exchange that the two changed before Bucky went to war. Elsewhere, the uh, Escoers who survived both Ragnarok and the Infinity War f- have found a new home on Earth in its location, that is seen before in the MCU. Their community of new Escoers originated in the Norwegian village of Tonsberg, which was the site of the battle between Odin's army and the Frost Giants in the first Thor movie. It also appeared in Captain America the first Avenger where Ritz Gold whirled into town to steal the Tesseract.
0: Norway is also where Odin
2: died in Thor Ragnarok. New Asgard does have a Marvel Comics president. In the comics, Asgard re- relocated to Earth president. as a whatever. In the comics, Asgard relocated to Earth as a floating city above Prexton, Oklahoma, while the new name New Asgard came from an alternate universe Asgard that merged with New York City. And now we're gonna be talking about the last ever Stanley cameo. During a trip to 1970, you see a car blasting loud um, rock and roll music. Blast by his like, Make peace, not lo- love, man. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You see that it's Stan Lee. They CGI'd his face to make him look exactly how he did from the, in the 70s. And then you see on his bumper sticker, it's pretty much said, "Enough Said, which was one of his catchphrases back when he was making comic books. Nice. If you enjoy you've heard so far, our website is TheUnderChannel.com. More episodes are available on YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher, and now on Spotify, and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
1: The time has come for the Marvel Cinematic Universe giant size Trivia Challenge. Aaron and Steve have faced off daily to determine who was really paying attention as they attempted to slog through these films. Scores have tallied throughout the month, and at the end, whoever's answered the most questions correct will be crowned the, the winner. As I said, I was going to add five additional questions to the end of this to give Steve a fighting chance But after no showing back in Infinity War You're actually 10.5 points out, Steve So I am going to go ahead and award the victory To Aaron for, To Aaron He
0: didn't want to come up with questions he couldn't, I all, <laughs> he couldn't do it
1: I have all five questions Oh it's literally just that, like, I can't continually give Steve, like, extra handouts on making it. It just...
2: Why not? I'm the I'm the troubled child in class that so you have to constantly hand out extra credit while Aaron's the A student. How dare I busted my ass to get these questions on this morning. <laughs> but then when I went back and I, I was listening to
1: the Infinity War, and I was like, damn it, Steve didn't even get one question right for it to make it even... 10 points
0: I say I give Steve a chance I ain't taking that kind of victory I won't accept that trophy unless Steve gets a real chance
1: <laughs> no he doesn't have
0: a chance he has a chance he's only 10 points behind each point each question he gets right counts as two still can't win <laughs> 10.5 no, behind. yeah but that half point was kind of a chintzy so he can at least have a chance to tie I say give out the questions question master all right I'm gonna
1: give out the questions. I have five questions. The first one goes to Aaron. His question's worth one point. The second question that goes to Steve, that question's worth two points. Uh, Then the third, fourth, and fifth questions, those are open to whoever answers first. I've given both gentlemen a buzzer. Aaron, your sound is. Steve, your sound is. Gentlemen, I do need to hear that buzzer before those final three questions. All of those are worth two points for Steve and one point for Aaron. Question number one, Aaron. What stadium is shown completely deserted five years after the snap?
0: I actually know this one. Fuck. I know it's in New York.
2: I can't think. MetLife Stadium.
0: Is it you said MetLife Stadium? Yeah, the Mets play there. That's yeah. not the name of it. Oh, I couldn't. Uh, this. What's the name of it? City Life Field. Is it City Life Field? I th- is it? I thought it was a football City stadium. Field. No, it's City Field.
1: Oh like, yeah, they changed City it to, they changed it. To Did City they change Field. it just for the movie? Oh no. It is where the Mets play. No, oh, fuck So i do listen, I know that there's really no uh, <laughs> you know, honor in this game anymore, but you know what Steve? <laughs> I'm giving you five points on that. <laughs> <laughs> No honor. So that puts Steve at 11. <laughs> Aaron is 16.5, and let's get on to Steve's question. What is Professor Hulk eating during the team montage which leads up to the time heist?
2: Uh, he eats his ice cream Hulk a burning fried Absolutely, punch. Steve. And with those Damn. two points,
1: you were up to 13 points. I thought he was eating tacos. That was. I know what you're talking about, but... It wasn't the Scott Lang lunch.
0: It was before that one. They were all, like, sitting around, and he was eating. Yeah, so there was a, a theme of food in this movie, now you think about it. Feasting. Yeah. All right, Feasting.
1: third question, gentlemen. Have your buzzers ready. Name of the book being read by the security guard upon Scott Lang's return from the Ah, uh,
2: that's the I, don't know what the... I don't know what the book is, but... The, the Art of War. No, it's not The Art of incorrect. War. Incorrect. It pretty much talks about... Um, I forgot what it even talks about... Travel. No. It's um, the 1964
1: short story collection by J.G. Ballard called *The Terminal Beach*, which features a story entitled *Endgame*. Ah. Uh, Number four, Korg and Meek playing video games in New Asgard. What is the game that he is being bullied? <coughs>
2: Fortnite. Yeah, you missed it, Steve. Sorry. sorry. I,
1: <laughs> Steve's buzzer make that sound.
0: <laughs> nah,
2: yeah, absolutely, Eric. Yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite. Well, what was the name of the uh, gamer tag that Thor trend? Oh,
0: that's a good one, Steve. They say very blatantly. I, I was going to write that down, too, but the guy's judging me. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy keeps taking a cell phone over for fucking two seconds. Do you remember? Oh, something 69. Mm-hmm. Noob nope, Master 69. Uh, was it nice? You should give me
1: those points. <laughs> <laughs> give me those sweet, sweet points. You know, I'm not going to give you points, but I am going to minus points from Aaron for no particular reason. <laughs> I mean, All right, last one. Manufacture the car Tony Stark is driving when he returns to tell the other surviving heroes he's figured out time travel.
2: Ferrari?
0: No, Incredible. it's not. It's um, an I Audi. Know, I don't know fucking cars. Driving an Audi? Absolutely, that is an Audi. So,
1: Aaron, congratulations! Not only the winner, but also win the rightful That's right. Last so, punishment.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm getting punished. That's gonna be fun.
1: So, Aaron. As your reward, you are going to get to select a hero, or villain, that you can, or side character, I guess, really, who Steve can dress up as, and we are going to do some sort of promotional thing for the website, if it's going to be a still, or maybe we'll, we'll do something, but if you don't want to make your announcement now... Oh, I'm good. We can
0: make our announcement. All right, Baron, who are we going to see Mr. Bloom dressed as? And I want to kick this out to the audience, because I got two choices here. So anyone that's listening... We'll give you a couple days to decide. How many days should we give them? Three, four days? This comes out on Monday, the 29th, Okay, So, so let's, let's give it a Friday. All right. Third. So, May 3rd. May 3rd. By May 3rd, get your votes in. Here's your two choices. Will we see Steve's face painted blue as Yondu? Or are we going to paint Steve's face gold like a member of the Sovereign? And hopefully, hopefully, the Avengers... Cardboard thing is still up, and we can make Steve take a picture as either the sovereign or as Yandu in front of that cardboard cutout.
2: It probably will be still up. Yeah, most
0: likely will be. So I think that's what we're gonna do. Steve's painting his face. It's the best we can do for dressing up. With our budget. Yeah, with our budget. (laughs) We're gonna have that picture posted for you guys. So get on there Twitter, Facebook, we'll collect the votes as we go. Doesn't matter if you vote twice, I don't care. And we'll uh, decide how who gets the most votes: blue or gold.
2: What well, was it? Is the dress blue or gold?
0: No, there's, it's just your face.
2: I know, but I remember, like back in the day with the dress. With, like, a couple oh years god! We're gonna do that to people. We're gonna
0: have them guessing what color your face actually is. <laughs> I voted gold. Damn it! I know the gold one.
1: And with that, we end the show. But fear not; we shall return for any additional installments of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as they are added.